0: I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. We're gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season.
1: And you are?
0: April from TaxAct, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more.
1: Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly.
0: I always cry at filing status updates. (laughs) Switch to TaxAct today and start for free.
2: Restrictions apply. Price set at filing. Subject to change. See TaxAct.com for details. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Amen. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The philosopher tells us, "Justice without strength is helpless. Strength without justice is tyrannical." And so many times, unable to make what is just strong, we have made what is strong just. Ah, justice. Justice. How much smoke and how little flame. How much shadow and how little substance. But not all the time. I think we'll have to take care of him.
3: I don't like the sound of that, Ben. We don't have a choice. Yes, we do. We can pay him the money.
4: And keep paying him for the rest of our lives? But it isn't an awful lot of money. Because this is only the beginning. What if we're caught? We won't be. I guarantee it. How can you guarantee it? Because I just figured out the perfect crime.
2: Our mystery drama, In Another Place, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. They say the perfect crime does not exist. This should teach us to be skeptical concerning all statements that begin with, they say. In the first place, who says it? Certainly not the police. Indeed, they'll tell you that their files are filled to overflowing with perfect crimes. Because the fact is that any unsolved case is a perfect crime. And any uncaught criminal has committed one. That legendary little detail that the criminal is supposed to have overlooked exists purely for the benefit of the mystery story writer and not for the convenience of the police. However, since you insist... You're going to get a perfect crime. With a tiny, insignificant, minute, loose end.
4: Who's that?
3: You know who it is?
4: But Timothy. Sit
3: still. Keep away from the window.
4: Well, suppose it has to be Sheriff Morrison.
3: Of course it's Sheriff Morrison. Ooh.
4: What does do he think he suspects?
3: Of course he suspects. He was born suspicious. That's why he's the sheriff. But Tamar. Ben, there's nothing Morrison can do. You have the alibi. The, the alibi? Oh, stop looking guilty. Stop thinking guilty. Stop feeling guilty. What? What's gotten into you? You're Ben Blankenship. You're one of the Chicago Blankenships. Huh. Who is Morrison but a Hick sheriff? Oh, come on, Ben. Get some of that beautiful contempt back into your manner.
4: I've never been on a spot like this before.
3: Ben, you are the lord of the castle. He's a peasant. Now open the door.
5: Uh, Yes? Uh, Afternoon, Mr. Blankenship.
4: Oh, oh, you must be uh, Sheriff... uh... Uh, Morrison. Oh, of course. Yeah, Morrison. Uh, Won't you come in, Sheriff? Thank you. Afternoon,
5: Mrs. Uh, Hartfield. Sheriff? Uh, Well, um, how should we begin?
3: Oh, we might start with a cup of tea, Sheriff. Uh,
5: We can't do that, Miss Hartfield. Why not? Uh, Because that would make it a social call.
3: And uh, you're here on business.
5: Uh, That's correct, ma'am. Well then, Sheriff, how shall we begin? <laughs> uh, I would like to be able to say you're both under arrest.
3: Oh, uh, uh, whatever for?
5: You don't know, Missus Hartfield. I see here, Sheriff. What are you trying to? D- I'm trying to uphold justice.
3: And what does that mean?
5: It means that you and Mister Blankenship here murdered your husband, Alvin Hartfield.
1: You can't prove that, Sheriff.
5: Now. Uh, now, notice what has just been said. I accuse you, Mr. Blankenship, of murder. And uh, what is your immediate reaction? Uh, you're not angry. Y- you don't even deny it. You simply tell me I can't prove it.
3: The fact is, Sheriff,
2: you can't.
5: I know that. If I could, I'd have both of you in jail by this time. Well, then how dare you make such a damnable accusation? Uh, there you go again, Mr. Blankenship. Uh, you don't call the accusation false, just damnable. What is the point to this? We've had a murder. Alvin Hartfield was found shot to death here in his summer home. It's my job to find the killer uh, or killers. Well, I did find them. But I have no proof.
3: Well, what makes you think you found them?
5: The two of you did it.
3: Why do you say that?
5: Because you've been uh, in some places it's called uh, having an affair. Uh, In others, it's uh, known as uh, committing adultery.
3: (laughs) I didn't know that word was still being used.
5: Why not? It's uh, still being done.
3: Score a point for your side, Sheriff.
5: He was your old doddering husband. You were the youthful, vigorous wife.
3: You make it seem so physical.
5: That's what it's all about, Mrs. Hartfield, wouldn't you say?
3: Sheriff, why do you insist that Mr. Blankenship and I murdered Alvin?
5: Because people who violate one commandment would uh, scarcely hesitate to break another.
4: And on such evidence, you... It's
5: pretty good evidence. The two of you have been making a fool out of poor old Alvin.
3: Why does everyone insist that we were making a fool of him? Wasn't he making a fool of himself? Pretending that a man of 80 could be a satisfactory husband for a woman of 35?
5: Then why didn't you divorce him?
3: Divorced ten million dollars.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> Aha! You you do admit you married him for his money?
4: Of course. And why
3: did he marry me? For my good looks, for my youth.
4: <laughs> that was the bargain. Sheriff, I object to this entire line of conversation. May I ask what you're doing in this house? Uh, first, I have to ask, what are you doing
5: in this house? Well, oh, Missus Hartfield is a, a friend of mine. Her
2: husband was killed here a week ago. I, I've I've come here to pay my respects.
5: You sure have. Sure.
3: how could either of us have killed poor Alvin?
5: Oh, I know. You have alibis.
3: On the night poor Alvin was shot, I was at the opera. Mm-hmm.
5: And you can produce witnesses who saw you there. I know. And uh, you, Miss Blankenship? Well, as you know, I was in California. Uh, that's your story. I had driven out
4: there to visit a friend. We had some business to discuss. I
5: know. So we have his signed
4: affidavit. Oh,
5: Sheriff, there's no
3: doubt that both of us were away at the time. We can prove it. <laughs> Why do you insist we're
2: guilty?
5: Because I know it. You won't get away with it. We won't get away with what? Because as long as one person knows, then your guilt has to come out eventually.
4: Sheriff, I am not sure that we'll require to put up
5: with... it will. One day. I liked old man Hartsfield. He was good to me. He was good to the people who live around here. You had no right to kill him. And I'm going to prove you did it if it takes me the rest of my life.
3: Mm, That's a fine melodramatic statement, Sheriff. And I believe it can't be topped as an exit line.
5: Just make sure you remember I said it. Uh, Good day, Miss Hartfield. Uh, Mr. Blankenship.
4: Tell me he's lurking at the door.
3: No, he's... He's getting into his car. Huh. <laughs> that
4: wasn't nearly as difficult as I thought. Oh, he's suspicious.
3: But we knew he would be.
4: The alibis, they have to hold
2: up.
3: Oh, there's no question about mine. I was at the opera. Jordan. I can depend on Jordan. Oh, there isn't any doubt about Jordan. We've got him locked in.
4: That's right.
2: I, I, I guess we have...
3: Don't let even the shadow of a doubt cross your mind. I've got the documents. I can prove he was stealing from the firm. He can go to jail for 10, 15 years. He has to stay with the story. You were with him
4: in California that night. Oh, I know, I know. know. I'm I'm, I'm not worried. It's Morrison, our beady-eyed sheriff. He can give you a few bad moments until you realize that He's nothing but a dumb farmer with a badge. Still... Still what, darling? Well, we can't have him going around shooting off his mouth like
3: that. Oh, what's the harm? Everybody knows he's a fool. Even so.
4: I'd like to clip his wings and make him pull in his horns. (laughs) Oh. Sheriff? How are they
5: treating you, Percy?
4: Nobody never treated me to nothing. Always paid my own way. Fill her up? Uh,
5: well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now that we got all that straightened out, uh, fill her up. So? You sick of being Sheriff? Well, uh, sometimes.
4: You spoiling to lose out next election? <laughs> Who vote against me? What it take to be Sheriff around these parts, anyhow?
5: I uh, suppose you tell me that, Percy.
4: All we need is a fella looks good in a campaign hat and badge and gun and riding breeches. And, uh, I don't look good? You look fine. So? Ever ask yourself why we need a sheriff? To enforce the law. Oh, come on, Joe. We got state troopers over to Pickett'sville to enforce whatever law has been busted.
5: Uh, all right. So, uh, you tell me, Percy. For the summer, people. Summer people. Yeah,
4: it makes a place feel more rural. Uh, what this lady call it? Uh, what word did she use? Uh, uh
5: bucolic.
4: Uh, that's the word, bucolic. Uh, what's it mean, Joe? Uh, rural. The whole idea of a sheriff now—it's kind of romantic to them rich city folk that summers up here. Uh, where's all this leading, Percy? We. Can't alienate them summer people. And that's what you happen to be doing, Joe. Is that a fact? You're accusing Ben Blankenship and Tamar Hartsfield of killing old Anvil. How do you know, Percy? The word's out. They're guilty. But the state police couldn't find anything.
5: I know they're guilty.
4: She was in New York, attending the Metropolitan Opera. He was 3,000 miles away in California. So they say. Oh, you don't have any evidence. Not? yet. Uh, that's 15 gallons.
5: Uh, Will you write it up?
4: Yeah. There ain't much harm done yet. But you keep it up and this can become one of them uh, media sensations. Old husband, young wife, handsome boyfriend. Folks around here ain't gonna like it. It's gonna scare off the summer people.
5: Yeah, well, thanks for the tip first. Uh, see you around.
4: I hope so.
3: And I wanted to talk to Sheriff Morrison. It's all right, Rosetta. I done it. Uh, I don't understand what has got into him. I have known Tamar Hartfield since she got married to Al and started coming here in the summer. It is ten years. Now, why would she want to kill him? Why take a chance on losing all that money that was sure to come her way anyhow? And Ben Blankenship. I remember him in knee pants. What has got into Joe Morrison? We may need a new sheriff. Yeah. Hey, Percy, you got that faraway look in your eye. What? Huh? Uh,
4: I'm thinking about what uh, Joe Morrison's been saying. You know something? He may be right. Tom Hatfield and Ben ship killed Alvin?
3: Between you and me, he's right. But Alvin was shot while she was in New York. And Ben was in Los Angeles. And they can prove it.
4: Yeah, I know. Then how can Joe Morrison possibly be right? I believe Joe Morrison. Don't ask me why or how. I just believe him. That's all.
2: Let's face it. If you're a woman of 35 with a heavenly face and a ravishing figure and if you're married to a rather faded gentleman a half-century or senior, and if you've been rather friendly with a handsome fellow close to your own age, and if one day friend-husband is mysteriously shot to death, alibi or no alibi, shouldn't there be at least a few raised eyebrows? Well, hopefully, we can raise a few more when I return here with Act Two shortly. Alibi. The word, as you may know, is compounded from the Latin, ilus ibi, or another place. Elsewhere, which is exactly what an alibi is supposed to do for you. To wit, prove that you were in another place while a crime was being committed. This supposedly proves your innocence, since it has been scientifically demonstrated that it is impossible for one person to be in two locations at the same time. Now that we have reestablished our premise, onward
4: and upward. Percy, do you realize what you just said? Yes, Rosetta. I said, if Sheriff Joe Morrison thinks Tamar Hartsfield and Ben Blankenship are guilty, then they did it. And that's all. But why does he think so? It might be he knows something we don't know.
3: Oh, he knows nothing. If he has got proof, if he's got evidence and facts or information, why don't he come out with it?
4: Yeah, I guess he just knows it's all.
1: Sheriff Joe Morrison. What
5: brings you here, Joe? Uh, Eustace. You're a county prosecutor. Are you satisfied with the progress of the Hartsfield murder investigation? Joe. You know it's in the hands of the state police. Uh, it's in my hands, Eustace, since I'm town marshal of the place where it happened.
1: <laughs> of course.
5: Well, I
1: asked if you were satisfied with the progress of the investigation. I can only answer that yes and no. Uh uh-huh. Satisfied that you and they are doing the best possible job. And, of course, not satisfied because, because we have not yet arrived at a solution. So far... All we have is that
5: Alvin Hartsfield was shot to death by a person uh, or persons unknown.
1: That's probably just what happened. He was killed by an intruder, a a burglar. Uh You're you're satisfied that's what happened? Yes, I know. I'm not satisfied that it happened. But I'm satisfied with it as an explanation. Why? Why? His, uh, His money was missing from his wallet. His expensive shotguns, plus his fishing tackle and other valuables about the house, are gone. What else could it be? Eustace,
5: when the shoe factory closed up, this town was ruined. And then old Alvin Hartsfield bought some property. You don't have to tell me about the history of the Uh, town. No, 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 but I think I'd better remind you. All the rich summer folk followed old Alvin here, and the whole region was born again.
1: Joe, I must tell you, I felt like I lost my father. Tamar and Ben, they did it. Nothing else makes sense. She was at the opera, seen there by at least 30 people who know her. They'll testify. We have to accept that. What about him? How do we really know he was in California? He drove out in his car, he says. He visited this Jordan fellow. Now, we have Jordan's sworn statement. Jordan was old Alvin's personal secretary. With him 20 years... The old man made him rich. Why would Jordan lie? That's what I want to find out. Both Tamar and Ben have alibis. Ah, that's what's bothering me. Well, why should it bother you? it's been my experience
5: that most innocent people don't have alibis. Certainly not ironclad alibis. Tamar and
1: Ben made sure in advance... I'll go this far. Maybe Tamar and Ben could have hired a killer and made it look like a robbery, but how could we prove it ever? I'm
5: sure Ben did it. Why? He couldn't trust anyone else. He's trusting this fellow
1: Jordan out in California to give him an alibi. Yeah, well, let me see if I can break that down, huh? Let me go out there. All the way out to California? Do you know how much that costs?
5: I'll fly coach. I'll go tourist. I'll... I'll ride in the baggage compartment. Come on, Eustace. Authorize the trip. Yes? Uh, Mr. Jordan, uh, Edward Everett Jordan. Yes? I'm uh, Sheriff Joseph A. Morrison of uh, Iroquois County, New York. Oh, and you wish to see me? I do. Well, uh, do you have jurisdiction here? Uh, no. I didn't think it was necessary for me to enlist the cooperation of the local police. I was sure that you, as a law-abiding citizen, would be eager and anxious to do everything possible to aid in bringing criminals to justice. Oh, I am,
4: I am, I, I certainly
5: am. Won't you come in? Thank you. Now, you say that Mr. Ben Blankenship was here last week. Yes. He'd driven out in his car. Driven out in his car. It's quite a trip. Did uh, Did he tell you why he didn't fly?
4: Uh, he, he, he gets airsick. And the trains, well, we... <laughs> don't have the train service we used to have. I think that's a pity. But I already told all this. I said all this in a statement. Why are you asking me again?
5: Uh, Mr. Blankenship had arrived here... On a Wednesday. Oh, oh,
4: yes, on Wednesday.
5: And uh, he spent Wednesday night here. Wednesday night, yes,
4: yes of course.
5: And uh, you talked business?
4: Yes, we, we talked business relative to Mr. Hartsfield's affairs. I'm his, what I was, his secretary.
5: Uh, Thursday night, there was a phone call. Mr. Hartsfield had been found shot to death back home in... Iroquois County. And that's
4: that's right. There was a phone call, yes. And, oh, uh, uh, that reminds me. It's seven o'clock. I did have an important phone call to make. Will you, will you please excuse me? Uh, make yourself at home, Sheriff Morris. Uh, Morrison. Uh, oh yes, of course. Uh, I'll return in a moment. Hello, Emma. Jordan. He's here. Who's that? The sheriff. That Morris or Morrison or whatever. Be calm. How can I be calm? He knows I'm lying. How does he know? He knows. He knows.
3: Now you just stick to your story.
4: But I'm committing perjury.
3: Wouldn't you rather commit perjury and get away with it? Or go to jail for forgery, embezzlement?
4: Don't say those words. Not on the phone.
3: You made free with Alvin's checkbook.
4: But this sheriff... He knows I'm lying. He
3: knows Ben and I are lying, too.
4: Emma, Just
3: stick to your story. He has absolutely
1: no way of proving it's wrong.
5: Morning, Yussis.
1: Well, what have you got to show for that expenditure of the taxpayer's money, Joe? Everything and nothing. Mostly nothing. Jordan
5: is lying but you can't prove it. They got something on him. Maybe. He's a very weak and a very nervous little fella. (laughs) Maybe it has to do with the fact that uh, he might have been stealing from old Alvin. Maybe, but how can we prove it? Well, couldn't we have an audit made of the books of the corporation?
1: On whose behalf? The stockholders. It's not a public corporation. It's a private company. The only surviving stockholder is Tom R. Hartsfield. (laughs) You want to ask her to authorize one? Hmm. Whatever you turn on this thing,
5: you're lick. I'm sorry, Joe. You and I know Ben Blankenship didn't go to California. Where did he go? Mm. He disappeared somewhere in New York or, or anywhere. He came up here that Thursday night and shot old Alvin.
1: Come on, Eustace. You know he did it. Well, you know it and I know it, but I keep asking and asking, how can we prove it?
5: There's an answer.
1: There has to be. Let me know when you find it. Meanwhile, just don't alienate people unnecessarily.
2: Lunch
3: ready? In one minute. You want to check Ben Blanco's ship's left rear tire? Hell, what's wrong with it? He says it has got a slow leak. Yeah. I guess. He dropped the car off a little while ago and then drove away with Tamar. The two of them shouldn't make it so obvious. Oh, why don't we mind our own business? The law is everybody's business. You want to look at that tire? Can I eat first? I promise you have it fixed by one o'clock.
4: All right, all right. Was my car ready, Rosetta?
3: Oh, afternoon, Mr. Brownship. Yes, it should be. I ain't heard a sound in the shop for the past 20 minutes, so Percy ought to be finished. Why don't you just sit down there in the shade? And I will go back in the shop and tell Percy you are here. Percy? Percy, where are you? Percy? What are you just standing there like that
4: for? Is something wrong? Yeah. Percy! Uh, something wrong, Rosetta? Yeah. I guess you could say something's wrong. You're not feeling well. No. Matter of fact, I'm even feeling pretty
3: good. But you are just standing there like someone in a trance. Yes.
4: Maybe that's the way it's affecting me. Mr. Blankenship is here. He wants his car. Does he? Well, we've got to give Ben his car. Let me back it out the shop. Mr. Blankenship. Oh, the tire looks okay. Anything serious? Just a nail hole. I plugged her up. Did she need anything else? No, sir. She didn't need nothing else. Well, then, uh, see you around, Percy. Uh, see you around, Mr. Blankenship. Uh, see you around. Percy? Percy? Huh?
3: You're doing it again. Doing what again? Standing there, like a statue.
4: Something's wrong. Tell me. I'm wondering, what should I tell you? How much should I tell you?
3: I am your wife. You have to tell me
4: everything. Uh, I tell you this much. More than a week ago, old Alvin Hartsfield was murdered. Now, Percy, what does he have to do? Five people know who killed him. First off, Old Alvin knows who killed him, so that's one. Now, person. His wife, Tamar, she knows. That's two. Are you crazy? Ben Blankenship knows. That's three. This uh, fella on the West Coast who gave Ben the alibi by saying Ben was out there with him, he knows that makes four. And uh, do you know who the fifth fella is? I want you to stop scaring me like this. Guess who's that fifth person... Me.
2: Does he know? Let us assume that Sheriff Joe Morrison has been right all along. And that Tamar and Ben are guilty of murder. On that basis, you should also be able to figure out why. You're already in possession of every clue. And you know the rationale for every assumption. If you were doing your homework, you should already have the answer. Check with us in Act 3, which I shall unveil here shortly. On the one side, we have morals, ethics, duty. Not to mention responsibility and obligation. And what about conscience? These are all things that are supposed to regulate our thinking and our action. And we like to believe they do. However, on the other side, we have something called self-interest. And therefore, life is always a matter of deciding which side we're on, more or less. Percy, are you saying you know who killed old Alvin Hartfield?
4: That's what I'm saying, Rosetta. Who? I can't tell you. What do you mean you can't tell me? I can't, it's all. Well, how do you know?
3: Can't tell you that neither. Percy, I am your wife. You've got to tell me. If you know who killed Alvin, it is your duty.
4: My duty?
3: Your duty to tell Sheriff Joe Morrison. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then what are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, Percy, what am I supposed to think? You say... You know who killed old Alvin. And I do. Then you should tell Sheriff Joe Morrison. It is simple enough, what is the problem?
4: The problem is life itself. Life ain't that simple. Oh, call the sheriff. What do I gain by telling Joe Morrison?
3: I don't know what to
4: say. I've been a hick all my life. I never had a hundred dollars that I didn't need to pay a bill with. We are not starving. Oh, no, we don't starve. We get long, Sure. But uh, where did we ever go in all our life? We went to New York twice, Chicago once. You see them women in the magazines, the pictures, the TV, the furs, the jewels. They have servants. They eat off silver dishes. Didn't you ever want to be like one of them?
3: Fur don't keep you any warmer and good wool padding. A diamond is just a piece of coal with big ideas. I couldn't stand having a servant snooping around. Vittles are vittles. Whether you eat them off a silver platter
4: or a dish from the five and dime. I am 59 years old. And all I ever had was grease on my clothes, grime on my face, and dirt under my nails. Are all the good things only for the rich people? Well, I suppose so. I suppose so, huh? Well, only the rich can afford them. Well, then there's your answer. We have to become rich. And I may just as well start working on it right now. Morning, Miss Hartsfield.
3: Oh, morning, Percy.
4: I was wondering if Mr. Blankenship might be here.
3: Oh, you're in luck. He just dropped over. Won't you come in?
4: Oh, thank you, Miss Hartsfield.
3: And Percy would like to speak
4: with you. Well, hello there, Percy. And I'd like to speak with you, too, Miss Hartsfield.
3: Oh, well, what can we do for you?
4: Uh, you, uh, can make me rich.
3: All right. How can we do that?
4: You can give me... uh, I could ask for more, but I've always been a moderate kind of fella. You could give me, uh, half a million dollars. half a million dollars? With what you just come into, Miss Hartsfield... You'd never even notice half a million. Why should Mrs. Hartsfield give you half a million dollars? To protect her investment. What investment? Her investment in you. Well, uh,
3: assuming I have such an investment, how does giving you half a million dollars protect it?
4: It uh, gets me to keep my mouth shut. About what? About who killed old Alvin. Well, who... Who did kill him? You
3: did. (laughs) You must have been listening to Sheriff Morrison.
4: That man must be infectious. There's uh, one difference between me and Joe Morrison. Yes?
3: What's that?
4: All Joe's got are hunches. I've got facts. And what are your facts? You told the cops you were in Los Angeles, California, more than 3,000 miles away from here. I've got an alibi. I can prove... You don't have an alibi. Oh, interesting, ain't it? You should be laughing in my face. You should kick me right out the front door. Instead, you're talking about it. Percy, uh, suppose you tell us what your facts are. That's what you have to pay the half million for.
3: You realize, Percy, this is blackmail?
4: Yeah, I guess. But I decided I'm going to see the world before I die house tomorrow. Just about this time.
3: Tomorrow's fine. Well,
4: Ben, Tamar, till tomorrow. So it's Ben and Tamar now, is it? Ben, Tamar, and Percy. Why not? He's just become one of us. What are you saying?
3: I intend to give him that half million. What? does it amount to? Besides, Ben, he knows.
4: What does he know?
3: He knows you weren't in Los Angeles. How? That information is worth the money. And do you suppose that'll be the end of it? Why not? He's an honest man. An honest man? Of course. This will be his one fall from grace. No. I think we... We what?
4: We have to... somehow... No. We just barely got away with Alvin If something happens to Percy Who would suspect us? Why would anyone suspect us?
3: When we decided about Alvin The idea was that we could be together all the time I say pay him
4: the money We can afford it We can afford the money, yes But can we afford to trust him? Look, Tamar, listen Let me do it my way I promise you we'll be out of it completely out of it.
3: Percy's garage? Yeah? Oh, where you start again? Oh, wait a minute. Percy, some fella's stuck on 88, a couple of miles north of the freeway. Can you get the tow truck up there? Tell
4: him. It'll be about an hour.
3: Yeah, he'll be there. About oh, an hour or so. Well, it is the best we can do. Why don't you read a book or pick some apples? Bye. Yeah? Uh, who, uh,
4: who was that? Sounds like some city fellow. Why would anyone want to take Route 88? It's the most deserted and godforsaken stretch of road in the country. <laughs>
5: It's the, uh, same gun that killed Alvin Hartsfield. I just got the lab report from the state police. Some hold-up guy did it. Is that what you think, Eustace? What am I supposed to think? Why else would anyone want to murder poor old Percy? He gets a call to go up to Route 88, a couple of miles north of the freeway. Next thing we know, he's found sitting in his truck with a bullet in his head.
1: His wallet's gone, his watch is gone, his ring is gone. According to Rosetta, all of it didn't add up to more than maybe $100. And you want me to think he was just a holdup? Oh, be reasonable. Some small-time hoodlum's short on cash. He figures he can lure someone up here and get some money. Want to call it tow truck? Yeah. And since it's the same gun, you have to give up on Ben and Tamar for Alvin's murder. Why would they want to kill Percy? Yeah, but... I know. You get a good theory and it dies hard, but this should prove it. We have a dangerous prowl around the loose. You might want to swear in a couple of deputies and run them down. Uh, Are you all right,
5: Rosella?
3: Yes. I'm all right, Joe. They killed him, you know. Who? Ben. Thomas.
5: Why would Ben and Tamar want to kill Percy?
3: I know they kill him.
5: But how do you know?
3: Remember, you say, you knew they killed Alvin. You couldn't say why, but you knew. You just knew.
5: As it turned out, that was all wrong.
3: No, it was right. And Percy found out why.
5: He did? Well, why didn't you say so before?
3: Can I trust you?
5: Why, of course you can
3: First, he said to me, I know who killed old Arvin.
5: Oh, why didn't he tell me? Because.
3: Oh, Joe, this is the awful part. He wanted to blackmail. I can't find a prettier word. Tomorrow and then. But he worked so hard all his life. He was so sick of this play.
5: Rosetta, I won't say a word. Not a word. But uh, we have work to do. Uh, He found out. Uh, Okay. Do you know when? Uh, uh, Do you know how?
3: Yesterday. Ben blanky she brought the car in. He had a slow leak in the left rear tire. Percy fixed it and then he got the queerest look on his face. He started saying all them crazy things.
5: Uh, uh, Percy discovered something. Yes,
3: I am sure. But what? I don't know. He won't tell me. Uh,
5: but he found out something here. In here. In the shop. The shop. Or
3: in Blanke's ship's car.
5: Yeah. Or both. The answer is here. It has to be here. And if, if Percy found it, I can find it.
3: Sheriff, what can we do for you today?
5: Uh, Mr. Blankenship, I have a warrant for your arrest. My arrest? What for? Suspicion of murder. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Be here,
3: Sheriff.
5: And I must ask uh, you to come along, too, Mrs. Harsfield. Me? Material witness. <laughs> to think you can get away with murder. You can't prove we murdered, Percy. Oh, we? Uh... Were you in on that one, too, Mrs. Hartsfield?
3: I don't know what anyone is talking about.
5: Uh, I'm talking about old Alvin. Uh, you want to confess? Hmm? Well, you only have one life, and all you can do is spend it in prison no matter how many murders you committed.
3: We didn't commit any. I didn't commit any.
5: I guess not. You were definitely at the opera. Uh, but Mr. Blankenship here has no alibi at all.
4: Oh, yes, I have. I have a witness.
5: And I have a better witness. Your car. My car? Ten days ago you let it be known that you were driving out the west coast. You brought the car into Percy's for a complete check. Uh do you deny it? Well, I, I don't oh, we have the records. You signed a work slip authorizing Percy to mount new tires, change your oil and filter, and check your brakes. Uh do you deny that?
4: Why should I?
5: If only you could. On the slip you signed, and on the sticker Percy placed inside your car door, was the mileage to date. 20,000 odd. Do you see what I'm driving at, uh, Mr. Blankenship? Uh, I, I... If you did drive to California and back, your speedometer should read very close to 27,000. But it doesn't.
3: You lied to me. Now,
5: seek here, Tamara. You
3: didn't go to California.
5: No, ma'am. He has not driven more than 100 miles in the past two weeks, according to his speedometer.
4: Then you killed him. You killed Alvin. What do you mean I killed Alvin? Sheriff,
3: he lied to me.
5: Don't you think you're going to pin it all on me? Now, folks, folks, folks. Uh, plenty of time for arguing and squabbling at the trial. <laughs> There's guilt enough and despair for both
2: of you. The fabric of eternal love. How swiftly it may unravel. How short a time forever can be. You heard what happens when thieves fall out. But this is nothing to the havoc which ensues when lovers become haters. And both of them try to get into a lifeboat which only has room for one. I shall return shortly. What you have heard on our show this time has been a story of amateurs. It concerned two people who committed murder but didn't really know how to go about it. A man who tried blackmail without understanding the basics of that reprehensible profession. The predictable result? All three failed. The predictable moral? Well, to all of you good people out there who may feel tempted by a fit of temporary madness, don't do it. Leave crime to the professionals. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Evie Juster, Court Benson, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into.